there that's one of the advantages to doing business like legit business as a producer structuring your stuff up um to operate like a real business not just you know this under the table stuff like take care of your business set it up pay the fees that you have to pay to get an attorney or an accountant to make sure things are structured right um so you can take advantage when programs like this um are available um the government like they um they incentivize people who do business in the u.s um especially um so if you have a business you know there's things in place there's there's tax codes there's tax advantages in place to be able to help us um you just have to you just have to take advantage of them and make sure everything is set up yo what's good this is clint your host on the music is my business podcast the podcast where you can gain insight and learn proven strategies to build and monetize your music career if you want your questions answered live join me on youtube at clint music on wednesdays at 12 p.m eastern time and let's chop it up now let's dig into this week's episode i have a topic that i want to i want to talk about that i think is huge especially if you're trying to grow you know your your music business or music production business or whatever you do and in, in, in regards to being uh you know an independent creative and um <clears throat> one of those things is how to be more productive right we want to get more done um a lot of times we want to get more done in less time and that's what I've been working on this week. Like this week has been crazy. This has been all over the place, right? Um, but it's because I'm trying to do more in less time. So um, just bringing uh, bringing new talent on the team to kind of outsource some things that I do because I do a lot. Like honestly, I do quite a bit. But um, just handing some things off. So I don't have to worry about as much. And that is uh, that's how you become more productive. That's how or at least one of the, the ways you can get more done in less time so that you can do more of what you're super dope at. Right. So a lot of times when you're going through that transition of training other people, showing them how to do certain things, showing them how you like things done, um, there's this there's a period where you just got to. You got to grind it out until they get it the way that you want it. Um, but once you get that and once you work past like that whole phase, man, it's just like a huge weight lifted because now, you know, they got everything that they need to be successful in what they need to do. And now you can go back and really lock in and really focus on, you know, what whatever you do best. Um, while not having to worry about spending time doing some of the other stuff. So a key to, to scaling your business and, um, and getting more of your time back is, is outsourcing and delegating uh, some of the things that you do that takes up time away from what you really want to be doing, which for most of us is making music. So that's um that's what i've been doing this week so i literally been bouncing like all over the place so i see we got rock blacks in the building from brooklyn uh write songs and produce that's what's up tiny is back uh shout out to tiny peace and blessings freedom story media was good stone cage was good 
Stone Cage is a drummer and producer from Jersey, living in Denver, Colorado. That's what's up. How's the weather in Denver? Like, um, I know it's it's like up and down sometimes. Like it can be a blizzard uh, in the morning, and then like at night, it can be like 60 degrees. Like it's it's crazy. I've been out there um, <clears throat> a couple times. Immaculate Beats, what's good? Welcome back. What's up, Reek Rhythm? Appreciate the love. Appreciate you guys. <clears throat> Excuse me, coming through. If you like these streams, man, these live streams, you want me to keep them up, uh, go ahead and smash that like button. So I know you guys are digging um, the live streams, and I just keep doing them. That's that's how we get down. Um. All right, so let's dig into some of these questions. I see the music licensing questions are are coming in. Laron, what's good? What's good? All right, so we got the question from Music Media Production. Shout out to you guys. Uh, if we submit to a company slash publisher slash contact with an exclusive track and they don't use it, how long would you wait to pitch that same track to another publisher company library? I would wait until um, it depends on how long the agreement is. So if you send it to a publisher, you sign it, you guys do paperwork for that track that says it's now exclusive to that library um usually you, ha you have to wait until that term of that contract is over excuse me so um once that uh once that term is over and you, you want to read the agreement because sometimes you have to let them know um like a i don't know it sometimes there's like a window to where you have to let them know or they'll automatically renew that contract so uh pay attention to that and then once the term is up then you can pitch it to another company um like you can't you can't like sign a track exclusively to a company and then say like a year later and it's a say okay say it's a three-year term and then like a year later you haven't gotten any placements you can't just like pull that track and be like yo like i'm about to sign it to another company not while you're in that agreement Sometimes, I mean, if you want to go through the hassle of trying to terminate an agreement early, um, you can do that. But I, I, unless it just depends on the situation, I wouldn't go through the trouble. And a lot of times, it sometimes it just takes a while for them to to secure a placement for you. Um, I know one one publisher I was with, man, it took them. It was like a three year contract, and it took them two years before i got my first placement um from them but yeah you gotta wait till that agreement is up before you can you know sign that joint to to somebody else so yeah hopefully that helps <laughs> stone case it absolutely correct about the the colorado weather uh that's dope man glad y'all got some good weather it's super rainy here in atlanta like it's it's just pouring down um cloudy all all of that stuff um i did i posted the question up but then it it faded let me uh let me see if i can change that i'm pretty sure i can change it i, I think it just automatically faded away so y'all can see what i'm what i'm answering um but yeah i'll figure i'll figure that out it's somewhere in one of these menus
Charles Jefferson, what's up? Welcome to the stream. Charles says, hey, Clint, will you have to obtain more than one BMI publishing account for um, if you release music under another name on, say, Spotify? Um, no, as long as as long as it's all going back to you. Um, so if you have like a stage name, you um, you can just register the track and i think sometimes they'll say like there'll be a space where it says like artist name or something like that if you go by an artist name you can just put that name down but if it's if all the like income is coming back to you like you're just one individual you only need um you only need one you know bmi account So yeah, you should be good. What's up, Eric Ashby from Kansas City, Missouri? Reek Rhythm says, best method for reaching television music supervisors. Um, so this is like, this is uh, it's probably the hardest way to go um, when you're trying to get started in music licensing because for one, they're super busy. For two, they have relationships already established and they don't really like rocking that boat. Um, but there are some that accept submissions. So what you have to do is you have to, uh, you have to find out who the music supervisor is for like a show. Say you hear a show and you're like, yo, this music sounds similar to what I make. Um, then you could just look up the music supervisor for that show. That information is in the credits. If you wanna sit at the end of the show, watch the credits, look the credits up on imdb.com, um, something like that. And then you can find out who is involved with the music and scroll down to the music supervision section and find them that way. Um, in my course, I kind of give you a, a video screen share of exactly how to do that um, and to find that information. But yeah, that's, that's probably the best way. And then once you find that information, you know, you can go and, and start to do deeper research. But yeah, that's usually how you go about it. Um, so yeah, shout out to Reek Rhythm. Appreciate the question. Uh, let's see, source four. How many tracks do you make a day or per year thanks i'm late to the party you're never late to the party as long as you make it unless you come at like like 12 59 then officially you're late because i'll be i'll be getting off like a minute later but um how many tracks do i make a day a year it's really changed a lot like when i first started out i was trying to do i was trying to do at least like man i was trying to do at least five a week um I don't really have like a number anymore because now it's just like, okay, like what's priority? What do I have to get out? What am I working on this week? There's some weeks where I don't even create anything just because I'm working on like on business stuff. Um, because like, it's not like when you're, when you're a music entrepreneur, right? Or a producer and you start to create multiple streams um, sometimes you have to tend to like those multiple streams. So, um, so I may be doing something completely different next week. And the week after that, I could just be locked in, just knocking out like three, four joints, you know what I'm saying? So it really just depends on what's going on. 
um, and what I have on my plate. Um, but but there's there's no number anymore. But if you're starting out, you definitely want a, a consistent flow of tracks um, and try and knock out as many as you can um, so you can start building that that catalog. So yeah, shout out to everybody that's just now coming through. Let me know what city you're from. Let me know what you do. And if you have a question, I'm here. I'm an open book, here to help, here to give value and, um, you know, help you guys out on your journey for the next 45 minutes or so. Tiny Tsunami said, yo, Clint Music just got picked up by a library on Monday morning. Thanks for all your support and graceful guidance. It's a wonderful feeling. Yo, congrats. That's huge. Like, that's the that's the next step is getting picked up by a library, man. Your music being in a place where it can be used. You know what I mean? Like, that's super dope. It's, it's a dope feeling. So congrats on that, Tiny. Super happy for you and excited to see you know what happens next that's super dope <clears throat> freedom story media what's up the question is what's the best place to put your music for royalties bmi ascap others so it depends on what kind of royalties you're trying to get now i mean you want to get all of them right you want to get your performance royalties your performance royalties is going to be uh bmi ascap csac in the u.s if you're in another country you'll have to look up your performing rights organization in that country um to collect uh performance royalties so like tv and film music um is is a performance royalty you know songs being played on the radios performance royalty so um those organizations collect those for you if you want your your mechanical and streaming royalties um you can get those through uh i use a company called song trust and they collect those worldwide for me um i'll leave a link i'll leave a link to them in the description of this video um, here on YouTube once it posts um, if you guys want to link to that and kind of get some information on what they do um, and then you have like sound exchange and stuff like that to collect you know the, the digital uh, royalties and stuff from like the online I think like online radio stations and all of that stuff um, so yeah um, that's that I think those three kind of kind of cover you. If there's anything I'm missing, somebody chime in or let me know. Um, and then just do a Google search of, uh, you know, where where can I collect all of all of my royalties? Um, <clears throat> so yeah, so that stuff is cool. But like most importantly, figuring out where you can put your music to actually generate royalties because you can be signed up with all these organizations, but if your music isn't in the right places to trigger these companies to go out and, and collect for you you won't have anything to collect anyway so you know figure out how you can get your music in tv and film if you're trying to do radio figure out how you can get your music on radio on youtube if you want to collect you know some of the the youtube ad revenue and things like that um so that's that's the like important part red signing up with these companies that's it's relatively easy um the hard part is like for people is is figuring out how they can start getting bread 
So yeah, what's up, Bobby Lattimore the third from Tampa, Florida? That's what's up. No problem, Charles Jefferson. Jefferson. Joshua Bonnet, what's good? The question is, how did you get your very first placement? How did I get my very first placement? Um, so I signed, I signed my first publishing deal around 2011, and it was an exclusive deal, which means like everything I did, everything I did, had to go through this publisher. They had to do whatever they had to do with all the tracks and register it, all that stuff. Um, so I signed with them, and then um, a couple years later, <clears throat> I was working off some briefs. Like they had briefs to create like sports tracks and songs. So I created a bunch of stuff, submitted it, um, and then I don't know, maybe a year or so after I created from that brief, I found out that. Uh, one of my songs was used on uh, the NFL Network Thursday Night Football pregame show. Um, and then it was used again on Fox Sports on like some, I think it was like some highlights or something on Fox Sports. And yeah, I was excited, man. The joint, it made me like over like $600 in royalties just from like, I don't know. 15 20 seconds of a track being used and the, the thing that made the check um and i mean it's not like massive it's not life-changing right but the thing that made it that much for the one and for a short period of time was the fact that um it was on it ended up on fox sports which is like a major network so when you you land something on a major network it like broadcasts on like all of these other networks and the joint like adds up to like a, a dope amount um, just for a single versus just like a cable network. You won't see as much. So that was uh that was how I got my first placement. So yeah, it was uh it's pretty cool, pretty dope. That started that started everything. I was just like, yo, if I can do this with just one, like, dude, I'm about to about to go in and try and get as many as I can. Yeah, uh, shout out to Tiny. Yeah, you're, you're never late. You're never late here. As long as you make it, man, you're gonna catch something that, that'll help you. What's up, Grizzy Entertainment uh, from South Carolina? That's what's up. Uh, let's see. All right. Adam Toon, what's good? What do you think about a library that wants 25% of the writer's share? Hmm. Okay, so if and I've seen I've seen this go down both ways, right? Um I seen I seen people do I've even done like a, a 50-50 split on writer's share if I'm in a deal where the publisher wants a lot of tracks, but they're taking the publisher half to do what they do. They're leveraging their relationships. Um, so then, you know, if if I'm working with a team of composers, we'll split the writers 50-50 um, because I'm leveraging my relationship at that point. But there's some situations where 
I will not do that. And like one of the situations is if if it's a publisher and I don't know, like I, I've there's been a there's been a situation with a library that I was doing I was doing work for and it was just a normal split. Like they get 100 percent of the publishers. I get 100 percent of the writers. Right. Um, something happened. I don't know what happened, but something happened to their publishing half or something to where they didn't get it anymore. And then they approached me. Well, they didn't approach me. They approached some people I know and wanted to do um, 50 50 on the writers. But you're still but as the as the composer, you're still doing the same amount of work um, as far as metadata and getting these files and stuff together. Um, and they're doing the same amount of work. So nothing's changed, but they just want their split on the other half. That I said no to because you're a publisher. Like you're supposed to be like a publisher. Like that's your main job. So why are we splitting 50-50 of my writer share um, if you're supposed to be the publisher? That means somebody else is the publisher. Um, so now you got the actual publisher who, who whoever's at the top then you got the supposed publisher which somehow got their publisher taken away and then you have the writers so it's like adding an extra middleman um and that's what it is uh so i i don't know like i mean it's up to you on on how you feel um you can get a better split standard is like is 50 50 and, and by 50 50 i mean um publishers get 100 percent, writers get 100 percent. unless there's a situation where you know you're working with the team of publishers and you guys have an agreement yo like i have this relationship but i can't crank out all the music they're asking me for i'll give you um i'll give you 50 50 we'll split the writers 50 50 it's a different situation um, and that's something that should be explained up front. Um, anytime I did a situation like that, I, I let, you know, my producers know like, yo, this is, this is what it is. It's, we got 50, 50 on, we split 50, 50 on the writer share. You submit the tracks. I'll handle the admin work, the uploading, the metadata, all of that. So it's not like, you know, I'm not, I'm not posing as like, you know, a publisher with all the, the direct connects and stuff it's just like no like i have a relationship with the publisher this is what i can do um and then we we go from there but um yeah man i would uh i would try and get you know get up link up with a library where you can get you know 100 percent of your writer share because they ain't they ain't writing nothing especially if they asking you to do a bunch of uh a bunch of uh you know the admin work the files they ain't doing nothing extra they doing what they should have already been doing so yeah that's my that's my take on it source four says uh from florida that's what's up i'm already with a few libraries and have had placements but i like to see if there's something i'm missing i always like to learn so I bought one of your classes. Thanks. Thank you. I appreciate you you buying that and supporting. And I hope it helps, man. 
that's why i put it out there because everybody has like a different perspective even if you've gotten placements before you can always learn or pick up a, a tip or trick from from someone else uh so that's super dope to see thank you source source for i, I appreciate that shout out to C Zone from Buffalo. We got a good question from Leron. It says, should producers always have their own publishing company? Does this conflict with signing with the library? Really good question. Let me take a sip of water because my throat is parched. So <clears throat> you can definitely have your own publishing company, right? Will you be able to use the publishing company when you sign with the library? Most likely not, um, but you can still have it. Like having it doesn't, you know, it doesn't interfere with anything. Um, you just won't be able to like, you won't be able to register those tracks under your publishing company. You're only gonna be using like your writer's, um, your writer's information. Um, to collect the writer's share of the royalties. And then the library is gonna use the name that they go under for their publishing company to register everything. And they're gonna collect the publishing side of the of the performance royalties. Um, and then, you know, BMI or ASCAP or whatever will pay you your writer's share. But if you get into a situation, <clears throat> so say you're signed with the library, y'all got y'all agreement in place, they're the publisher you're the writer if you on the on the side get say a uh, a direct relationship with the music soup or whatever right to where you can keep your your publishing half and your writers half then that's when you would use your publishing company register the tracks through your publishing company and um and get both halves or you can even present you know opportunities to to other composers you keep the publishing share um and and you can give your composers or whatever their writer share and then you can become the publisher at that point and just kind of you kind of have more flexibility on, on how you want to structure your deals um so yeah no it doesn't doesn't conflict um as long as you know you can't use both at the same time in the same agreement um but yeah that's the answer to that question hopefully it helps shout out to everybody that's coming through let me know where you guys are from what you do i'm here answering questions uh you know the q a we do every wednesday 12 p.m eastern time here on youtube and the joint is on my my new podcast music is my business it's available anywhere you listen to podcasts so if you want to take me on the go in your car on the commute to work and get these gems pop the, the airpods or the headphones in your ears um that is now available for you guys to take advantage of so just search music is my business um with your boy anthony clint jr it's on spotify um apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, all of those dope places Charles Jefferson with another dope question. Would it be redundant to have a song trust and a distro kid? And I can I, I see I see where you're coming from with that. Um, makes sense. So I have both, right? I have distro kid and I have song trust. So I get um, I get like royalties, like the mechanicals and the sales and the streams from distro kid. 
Um, but then I also see some come through on Song Trust. Actually, they just cut a check um, for some royalties for the past quarter. But um, so I see both. And what Song Trust is going to do is they're going to make sure, you know, those royalties or those streams that kind of fell through the, through the cracks in other countries and maybe even the U.S. as well. They're going to make sure those are collected as well. Um, so spots where um, it may even be like a YouTube situation where someone is using the track that they bought on a YouTube video. Song Trust can pick up on that um, and go and track everything and make sure that you're getting everything, excuse me, that you're supposed to be getting. So I think it's good to have both. Um, they're making sure everything is, is covered on a global scale. Um, so yeah, but you'll, you'll be good. You can have both. Um, and you know, it won't cause any, any confusion or anything. In fact, what you do in, in like song trust, when you register a track, um, you can even put like the, uh, you can put like the Spotify link or whatever in that track, um, for each version of the song. So if you got like multiple versions of a song that you, that you wrote, you can put, each uh, Spotify link to that song and things like that. And then they'll make sure everything is is registered. They'll, they'll register it with your pro, which takes a little bit longer than doing it yourself, um, but they take care of that too. Um, so it, it's literally like, it's a one-stop shop. Like you uploaded the song trust and then they'll go and upload it to everybody else and all the pros that it needs to be registered to. But, one thing to keep in mind, if you are in music licensing, um, those tracks, like the tracks I do for TV and film, I don't register with Song Trust because that would cause an issue between them and the publishers that I work with in licensing because it's like a publishing deal and as like Song Trust is, is like a pub admin, right? So they don't necessarily have the rights to be able to go out and collect certain things that are under contract with other libraries and music licensing companies. So keep that in mind, like don't go like not without researching at least and, and making sure like um, that's a good move. So I don't do that because I, I personally asked them about that and it was just like, no, like just let that live, those libraries or those publishers collect whatever is registered under them um so good thing to keep in mind <clears throat> freedom story sounds like i should get into your course both bmi and ascap are just one of those definitely man yo like the course the course to get you to, like the course is my blueprint like i documented everything i did to get my first 10 v 10 tv placements in over a year um, and I just documented everything, like my process, what I did, the spreadsheet I used to stay organized, um, some of the contacts, like all of that stuff, man. Um, so if you're just a, if you're a writer, just a composer, a writer, um, you, you you can only be with one as a writer at a time. Um, so you just have to pick one. If you're a publisher, you have a publishing company, your publisher can be registered with all three in the US. Um, so I have a publishing company and it's, it's registered with all three, but they have, they go by, <clears throat> I have uh, two DBAs. So one like Clint Music Publishing is like 
my main publishing company name. That's what the LLC is under. But then I, I filed a DBA um, for like Music by Clint, which is, I think that's the BMI. <coughs> I'm choking live on TV. I think that's the, uh, that's the BMI one and then the ASCAP one, which is, uh, I forget the name of that one. I don't log in there that much, but yeah. So that's the, that's, that's how that works. What's up, Reese in the building? <clears throat> like I'm legit choking, talking too much. Joshua Bonnet says, that's what's up. Appreciate the response. I'm currently getting my catalog together to start pitching soon. That's what's up. So for people who are interested <clears throat> in the course, or if you just want a free guide to figure out what those steps look like to get started, and just kind of scratch the surface you can get my free six-step guide to tv placements um, after you grab that you'll have an opportunity to get the course which is at a ridiculous price right now i would take advantage of it i don't know how long i'm gonna keep it at that price because it's worth a lot more like i, I tell like my first placement paid me like six hundred dollars right and i'm not selling the course for anywhere near six hundred dollars it's kind of it's, it's ridiculous but that's to help you guys get started, give you a guide, give you a blueprint to how things work in music licensing. Um, <clears throat> there's even an option to add my video course on how to structure TV music, um, instrumental music, instrumental cues, um, because they're very specific in what they want and what they look for. So you can add that video course on at the end before you check out as well. Um, but that's where you get it. C-Zone, thanks for coming through. The question is, should music be copywritten before sending it to an established artist? Um, yeah, if you're sending it to like a major art, I would recommend copywriting the music because it goes through, <clears throat> excuse me, it goes through a lot of hands, especially on the major label side. Like you got, you got managers, you got um, assistants and just different hands that, it exchanges and email accounts that it goes through um, to get approved through everybody and just through the whole process. So I would say just to be safe, um, go ahead, copyright it um, before sending it to an established artist. <clears throat> Good question. M-Town Tough, what's good? The question is, what software do you use to encode metadata? Um, most times I'm using like a spreadsheet. A lot of companies, publishers that I work with, they have uh, a certain way that they like metadata entered. So sometimes it could be entered on their website. Sometimes it could just be a, an Excel spreadsheet and then they kind of go from there. Um, so that's usually how I do it. Uh, yeah, spreadsheets for the most part like nothing fancy <clears throat> sometimes there'll be uh if i'm using disco disco is a little bit different you know you can you can do it all on that website um and then it, it, it'll embed it but yeah that's usually what i'm using music media production says will clint music ever have its own publishing where we can submit 
for place to placements yes absolutely that is a that's a, a huge goal of mine um haven't like launched it on like a major scale because uh, I, I just want to make sure everything is like is set up so that it runs smooth because even with the small team that i work with yo like i don't think y'all understand like the organizational aspect it's a lot to manage um a large amount of tracks coming in and i know if i if i put out a post right now on instagram say yo submit tracks for this to this email last time i did that yo like my joint blew up non-stop for like a couple days um before it stopped and um it's a lot it's a lot to manage right so you know uh everything systems have to be in place to make sure it goes smooth and you know we just want to make sure uh everybody is is getting um what they need to get there's paperwork involved um making sure people can be reached um when it's time to sign off on stuff like it's it's a lot of admin work behind um pitching music uh for especially for someone else so um when i do do it <clears throat> i want to make sure everything is in place um so that it goes smooth hey soul man I, I appreciate that super chat bro appreciate the love what's up pudgy's music from maryland that's what's up what's up isaiah welcome back isaiah said what do you think about music libraries like art list and epidemic sounds um i don't know anything about art list epidemic sounds just doesn't work for me personally because you can't be registered with the pro i'm registered with csac um it just doesn't work for my my business model i need i need to be able to collect um I need to, I need my royalties, man. <laughs> I need to be able to collect those. So it just doesn't work for me and 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 what I'm trying to do. Uh, so yeah. Peace, Tiny. Appreciate you coming through. And congrats again. Tiny just got uh just got signed to a, a music library. So um, it's dope to see people take the information that that I share with you guys and like put that that stuff to action and put it to work and, and start to see results. So that's super dope. said yes i also purchased one of your courses just want more tips on learning to format my songs to fit the music yeah like it's uh man a format is huge that's why i did that that video course on how to structure instrumentals for tv um usually i'll give you guys a, a real quick rundown of it without <laughs> without like giving y'all like a you know a whole hour course on it but um so pretty much you want your intros to be sweet short sweet to the point then you want your track to gradually build up um, into the hook. And then you want some changes in there. Like you don't want the same thing over and over and over and over. You want some changes. You want some dynamics. Um, <clears throat> not you, but honestly, like the editors, they want like just different things they can use. Um, and then how you end the track. They don't like fade outs. They like what's called a sting ending. Um, so if you want details on, on how to build a sting ending, all of that is in the course I break down the elements that I use to really make that sting ending pop and um, and stand out and and you you hear it all the time in TV like it's just how they end tracks when they transition from scene to scene so that stuff is super duper important what's up music on the beats appreciate you shout out to Brooklyn 
Memphis, Tennessee, Brooklyn, Texas. There's a lot of people in Brooklyn today. What's good, Brooklyn? Got Florida. Big Bird says, I'm here to learn. I heard you're one of the best on getting placements and how to get placements. That's what's up, man. I appreciate you coming through. Yes, this live, uh, Cruise J, this live will be saved um, <clears throat> so you can kind of go back and and rewatch it. Um, and then it'll also be, the audio will also be on my podcast, Music Is My Business Podcast, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, um, wherever you listen to podcasts. That joint is on there. Um, even though this episode will be like later on because I got episodes like lined up. Um, in advance, but eventually this joint will be on here. <clears throat> hey, so I may be able, thanks again for the super chat, man. I appreciate the love. I may be able to get some of my chords and one shots on a service similar to output arcade if i license my chords is it like a pay-per-click model hmm that's a um that's a good question i guess it depends on who you're who you're uploading to um so i know i did some i did some one shots and some kind of like some demo tracks on, on a, like a sound design gig and that was it was like an upfront payment um we didn't get we didn't get any like royalties or like um you know commissions on on sales or anything from that but that's just how that particular deal was structured um it could be different so i would i would ask whoever like you're doing the the deal with to do those and produce those like how how their model is set up um is it you know, I just license it, no upfront fee, but then I get, you know, some some type of kickback on, on each purchase or whatever. Or is it like, you know, do I get like a, a lump sum payment upfront just to do this? And it, it kind of be like a work for hire situation. Um, so that that would be what I do. That, that's a good question. And congrats on that opportunity, man. Like, <clears throat> like, I want I want y'all producers to understand, like, everything isn't about just making beats and getting beats to artists and like there's so many different ways to use the skills that you have um to to work for you and make money for you like doing one shots loop packs chords sound design like that's an opportunity to monetize your music monetize your skills um, Cause you're in the DAW anyway. Like you're putting loops together anyway, just making tracks. You can break a track down into a bunch of loops and sell that joint as a loop pack. I do that myself. Um, so there's like there's so many different opportunities, man. You just got to think outside the box and not be closed-minded to um, what else is out there, and not you know just don't be so narrow visioned that like this is only what I want to do. Um, and just pay attention to the other things that that uh you know that people need that can help other people um 
loops and chords that helps other people man like people who can't play chords or put a, a loop together or they may be dope at drums but melodies is not their strong their strong suit so that's where you can step in and add value and you know make money from it because you're helping somebody so dope stuff aso <clears throat> Music Media Production says, also, the structure training is over the shoulder, step by step, and extremely helpful to getting the structure for TV. Thank you. I appreciate that. Glad you enjoyed the course. Um, yeah, I try, I try and, like, literally, I share my screen. Like, you can see what I'm doing step by step um, to structure these instrumentals for TV. Again, I'll leave all the links to this stuff in the description of this video um, so you guys can, you know, so you can check it out. Um, if that's something that you need, something that you feel like will help you, um, yeah, definitely recommend that. Because, like, yo, like, I tell people all the time, like, yo, like, I didn't have this. When I started, like, when I got my first uh, 10 TV placements, like, there was no video course for me to watch on how to structure. Like, I think I talked about this last week, but it was literally, like... <clears throat> A supervisor not a supervisor but a um well he, he's kind of a supervisor too but it was a publisher um for like a smaller company and he like gave me some of the game on on the structure and like i was just learning through mistakes so it took me way longer to learn some of these key things to get more placements um just because there wasn't resources out there so that's why i put this stuff out because it's like yo if i had this like I would save so much time, save so many mistakes and just be able to get to point B way quicker, um, you know, by watching a video of somebody who's done it already. So it helps a lot <clears throat> just to have that and to have it in a way to where you can rewind it and rewatch it however many times you want. So that's huge, too. What's up, Tay D? Welcome. Austin, uh, was it Shuts? What's good? Austin says, thanks so much for the gems. I've bought your courses and been tuning into these for the past couple weeks. I'm a producer and mix engineer based in San Fran. That's what's up, man. Thank you. I appreciate the support. And I'm glad the, the courses are helping, man. And um, just keep me posted on on your journey and any successes man that come i'll definitely share it on my profiles and and um yeah man wishing you the best thanks for coming through bruno what's up bruno from brazil thanks for for tuning in man <clears throat> We got a question from Tay D says, when you get a placement, should you contact your pro right away? Also, what should you say to them? Um, so man, yo, I got, I have a post on my Instagram. Listen, if y'all not following me on Instagram, follow me on Instagram. Like not right now. Cause then you'll probably mess up the live stream or you can go right now to just come back. But <clears throat> follow me on Instagram at Clint music. I have a post that's literally going to show you what the process looks like behind the scenes 
after something gets placed or like just the process of it getting placed the, the pro like everything like it's it's like a 10 10 page slide on on instagram i'm dropping that joint tonight at 8 30 gems like but so once you see that process you'll understand where you are um by the time you get the placement uh, when, when you when the placement actually airs so say you watching tv you hear your music oh shoot i got a placement dope so now that you know that the production company hasn't submitted the cue sheet yet the joint just aired right so nine times out of ten they are not that on top of it they have not submitted that cue sheet um so i would say wait I would say wait a couple quarters, maybe even a few, to see if that placement eventually ends up in your your pro account. A lot of times, I know on CSAC, we get the cue sheets as they come in, and we can look at them. We can look at the cue sheet for each episode, see what was played, see which tracks was were ours, the percentages, how long it played, the episode, all of that stuff. So um if it's if it's been two three quarters and you haven't seen that information come through sometimes it can take longer than that um then you can reach out to your pro and say hey has some music placed on this show this was the air date um this was the episode this was the track make sure your you know your track should be registered with the pro through your your publisher um so check that stuff after you submit something and they say it's accepted check a little while like maybe a month later make sure it's registered with the pro um i use a service called tunesat uh for some of my tracks like i'll upload them just to see if publishers are working for me i'll upload the tracks tunesat will give you like a timestamp, audio clip all of that stuff uh, so sometimes i use that to prove that my music was used on the episode and that helps sometimes then your pro will go down chase whoever they need to chase down and uh, make sure they, they collect those royalties for you. But it should, if people are doing what they're supposed to be doing on the production side, they should eventually roll around. Sometimes it takes a minute. You just gotta be patient um, and wait for them to, to roll around and, and cycle through. Um, and then you can kind of go from there. So hopefully that helps. Repost the question so people know what I was talking about. They probably like, what is what is Clint rambling on about again? Um, so yeah, good question, Tay D. <clears throat> What's up, Big Bird? Big Bird says, How much is your course? I'm a musician, RB and gospel keyboardist for 20 years, turned producer. And I'm trying to get in TV placements. That's what's up, man. We actually have similar backgrounds. Um, because that I was a musician first. Um, so I grew up grew up playing in church. Um, which man, honestly, yo, like growing up in church, like you get exposed to so many genres playing gospel music. Um, and then I played for the gospel choir at uh the African American Voices Gospel Choir at the Ohio State University. That I learned a I learned a lot during that that time because um, I had to learn so much music and um, in short time frames too. So that really that really taught me some some discipline. Um, 
but you just you get exposed to so many different genres because gospel has so many different genres in it um man best place to learn in my opinion um so to, to answer your question i went on a rant but uh the course right now i have it as a special special bundle 27 bucks which is ridiculous um i don't know how long i'm gonna keep it that low the goal right now is just really to help as many people as i can information wasn't out when i started um we're still able to get get things done we're still able to get placements but I probably would have got them a whole lot sooner if I had the information that I packed into um, my Road to 10 Placements course. So if you want that, this is the link. You'll get you'll get a free guide, uh, the six step guide first. And then after that, um, you can go ahead, grab that course um, and just let it help you, man. And then just let me know, like when things start to happen for you, I want to hear about it. <clears throat> so yeah appreciate you coming through man um yeah and, and i think also just being being a musician right with the background that that you have it's a tv film is super dope and i think you'll love it because like we're able to do so many different genres and styles and there's just certain things that you learn when you when you play in in church services and things like that that you can apply um, to composing and, and things like that. So, cause like I do, I do ambient music. I do like I, I've done children's music. I've done the dramatic tension stuff, orchestral stuff, um, the R&B, the pop, the hip hop. So many different things. Um, that, that you can do in the TV and film space to where you're not boxed in to, to like one or two genres. genres. Um, so TV and film is a dope opportunity to be able to use, you know, everything that, that you have as a musician. So yeah, super dope. A Soul says, as a testimonial, I have bought almost every course on the site and they are all very well broken down. So if you're on the fence, make the small investment. You won't regret it. A Soul, thank you, man. I appreciate that. Uh, appreciate the love and I'm glad everything is helping you. Um, that's what I'm here for, man. To, to save y'all the headaches, bro, that, that I had to go through, man. Save y'all time. And... Um, it is a small investment. It, it, look at it this way, man. Like, <clears throat> so this bundle I have going is twenty-seven dollars, but you're spending twenty-seven dollars to learn a part of the industry that can literally pay you forever. So your return on investment is infinite because royalties. Like, once your royalties start, like them joints just don't stop unless you stop working. Like, if you stop working, and honestly, you. Once they start, you're going to have to stop for like, man, you're just going to have to stop and not make anything for years. I don't even know how long, like, you're just going to have to stop. Like, from the moment I got my first royalty check, which was like 15 cents, I was balling, right? So from that moment, they've never stopped. They've gone up. I'm definitely making more than 15 cents now, but they've gone up. They go up and down. They definitely go up and down, but 
they you know they don't go back down to 15 cents unless i just stop submitting music and and put music out there but as long as you're putting music out there like eventually you'll get to a point where like um for example the year i took i kind of i didn't create a lot i didn't create shoot at all really uh, when my son was born because dude he wouldn't let us get no sleep so i didn't create anything man for most of that year but my royalty checks were still coming in from stuff i did like three four five years ago um the kardashians man like i remember when i first got some music on the kardashian show keeping up with the kardashians like i still get royalty checks from what like four seasons ago it was it was a minute it was a minute ago like it was like 2000 14 15 something like that i still see royalty checks from that show from those episodes and now they're just airing like in different countries now and and they're streaming on you know whatever hulu netflix whatever streaming platforms they're on as well so it, it doesn't stop so it's it's a very small investment um that can literally pay you forever non-stop it's up to you though you got to put in the work <clears throat> bruno says i had more than 60 placements last year but because i moved to bmi i did not receive royalties because my catalog does not appear in the bmi account what do i do do i register the tracks too man so you need to talk to the publisher um you need to talk to the publisher did you let the because you have to let the publisher know that you're switching pros so that um so that they're not trying to register stuff under your old uh your old account your old your old pro um and then talk to both of your pros the old one and the new one if your catalog is still with the old one and it's not with like with bmi if you're with bmi now they should be able to move that stuff over or at least print out everything in that old catalog with the pro the old pro and then bmi should be able to shoot i don't know upload re-register every i guess every pro does things different csac they took care of that for me when i switched from bmi to csac um but yeah you may have to you may have to re-register the tracks um but you also want to communicate with the publisher to make sure they know what your new pro information is um so everything is on the same page because yeah man you don't want to miss out on on royalties man that's that's money you earned that's yours so yeah get man get everybody on the phone get the old pro the new pro and the publisher and be like look this is what's going on what's the solution let's figure it out and they should be able to help you man like nobody I, I, nah, I was gonna say no, nobody wants to just hold on to your money but that would that would be false because major labels man they will hold on to your check they won't say nothing you, you don't say nothing they don't say nothing uh but yeah man get everybody get everybody on the phone email and uh and figure it out 
Tony Capone. That's catchy, man. I like that. Tony Capone. Hey, Clint, bro. Thank you for all you're doing to give us these jewels. D'Anthony from Jamaica, Queens, New York, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. And uh, glad you guys are loving the gems, man. I'm here to share. <clears throat> JP on the track. Is there a way to know a ballpark figure of how much a one minute, 30 second placement on a highly rated show like Sisters? Uh, that's my first placement during primetime. Congrats, yo, on the first placement. Congrats on it being on Sisters and congrats on the joint being a minute and a half because that's a good number, man. That's, it's, that's a good number. Um, I'm not sure which, I can't remember which network that show plays on. Um, but no, I, the, the quick answer is I don't, I don't have an estimate because I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know the network it's on. I don't know. I don't know the rates. Um, it varies. Like it varies. Uh, I know what I can say is if it's a major network, major networks like Fox, CBS, uh, NBC, those usually pay more um than a cable network or like a you know an online streaming service um so it all it all varies um depends on how how many times they replay it um so if they replay it a lot you know your check can add up um to a little bit but it just depends depends on on um on the agreements in, in place and all that stuff so yeah sorry i can't give you like a, a ballpark figure um if i gave you a ballpark it'll literally be like zero to hundreds that that would be my my estimate <clears throat> what's up jerry white from the bay he says clint what up fam thanks for sharing your knowledge no doubt man thank you for coming through uh Let's see, it is like 102. So I'm gonna have to hop off here in a little bit. But let's take one more question from old youngster 87. How should I structure my production company? Like LLC or Corp, or do I just need to register with a pro? Um, I would recommend an LLC. I have an LLC. Um, now keep in mind, this is not like professional legal advice. I am not an attorney. If you want, the details on how you should structure depending on your personal use you gotta talk to an attorney an accountant cpa enrolled agent something like that but i would at least recommend an llc um limited liability company is what that stands for and what that does is it limits your liability um your personal assets so in the event of a lawsuit <clears throat> or whatever um you can uh you can protect you know your your personal assets and things like that um and you're pretty much you know a, a separate entity from just yourself um so you know you can you can register for llc you know name it whatever you want to name it um mines is my production company clint productions um and then you apply for ein that's an employer identification number that's pretty much your social security number for your business you can take that number um and and open up a, a business checking um bank account 
So now you can separate your personal finances from your business finances. You may, I know for, for my credit union, I also needed, uh, what did I need? I think I needed an, an operating agreement um, or articles of, of uh, what do they call it? Articles of corp incorporation, something like that. Um, just to prove that your business is is alive born exist whatever um so yeah so those uh once you have that now you can operate as like an official business you can do your business expenses and and pay from your business checking and things like that um but don't what you don't want to do once you know once you you want to keep your business stuff separate from your personal stuff so you don't want to be like in the business account buying like tennis shoes um and like personal house cleaning random stuff um because that's that's what they call co-mingling and you don't want to do that because what that could do is actually make you uh, your personal it can make you liable and and put your personal assets at risk because you're kind of co-mingling you're doing personal stuff with business stuff and business stuff with personal stuff it's like we can't tell like which one is which so we just gonna throw everything in there you don't want to do that um so setting it setting it up that way um uh, will allow you to um you know to run as a business be an official business and take advantage of um you know just business things that you can take advantage of <clears throat> so yeah really good question let's see let's see i think i want to take another one Let's see. Let's look for a good one. I'm looking for a good. I'm looking for a juicy one. What's up, Piano Mastery Sessions? Thank you for coming through. We create music TV. What's good? Thanks for coming through. Articles of Incorporation. That's what it is. Thank you, Grizzy. I appreciate the the purchase, man. I hope it helps. Keep me posted on uh, on any successes, any deals. I know Tiny was in here earlier. They just got um, uh, they just got accepted to a music library. So super dope stuff. <clears throat> so yeah, and lo, yo, listen. I want to give y'all like a super duper a super duper gem. I don't know. Let me let me look this up real quick. I don't know if. I know they extended the deadline, but I don't know for how long. For those who have um, your LLCs and business in place and you have, you can clearly, you know, you file taxes and you can clearly uh, distinguish your expenses and um, your owner's draws and, uh, you know, how you pay yourself from, from your business. If, if all that stuff is legit, um let me see there is i just want to double check though because I, I don't want to give you guys um wrong information and then you you look it up and it's like oh no, it's over it's, it's over okay so may 31st okay so if you have this is this is huge um if you have 
um, your business in order. You know, you got you got your business bank account. Also, you can you can talk to, you know, uh, an accountant or um, someone, whoever does your taxes and things like that um, or accounting or whatever. However, you got stuff structured. Just make sure it's legit. But there's a PPP loan program um, for businesses, small businesses, um, us as as producers. Like if you make money, if you've made money and you've been making money prior to COVID happening. So prior to, you know, 2020, um, you can apply for what's called the PPP loan. Now, they call it a loan, but this is this is the dope thing about it. Right. So you apply for the loan and this is a part of the whole um, uh, the whole, uh, you know, stimulus package that, you know, Biden or whatever sign. Um, so you apply for the loan, if you get approved for the loan and it's based off. They changed it because it used to be based off the net amount. So that's your gross income, everything you made minus your expenses. But they changed it and now it's based on your gross income. So just everything you made. Um, so if you made $10,000 doing music production and, you know, you can properly document that you filed your taxes in 2019 or 2020 and you can show like I made this amount with my music production business on your schedule was it Schedule C um, to for for business income. You can apply for the PPP loan. If they approve, they approve it, you get funded. But then once you're funded, you can use it on qualifying business expenses or and and or you can use it to um, pay yourself because as like a single member LLC, like a producer, Clint Productions, whatever, you what you make, what your business make is what you make. Um, so 1099s, royalty income, um, just the different things that we make as producers, um, as business owners, that's what you make. So you can, it's actually a part of payroll, you paying yourself. Um, so anytime I withdraw money from my business account to pay myself, you can let you label it as like an owner's draw. Um, so however often you do that, I do it like every two weeks, label it as owner owner's draw from the from my ch business checking to the personal checking. And that's me paying myself. So you can use um, a certain percentage of this loan to pay yourself and then a, a percentage to pay business expenses. And um, and then you can go and apply for forgiveness and they will forgive if you use everything under the guidelines, like for payroll, AKA you can pay yourself um, and business expenses and you document it, you gotta have good documentation. Like don't like, don't get, don't get out there and be in, uh, and be lazy because you're gonna end up having to pay that joint back. But um, if you document everything right, you can get the joint 100% forgiven. Um, so it it ends up being a grant, honestly, because you don't have to repay it if you if you use it on business expenses or use it to pay yourself. So um, the deadline to apply for that is May 31st. They extended it. It was the end of March, um, but now it's May 31st. I'll leave a link to 
um, a company that you guys can is super easy or you can apply for it if you guys want to look into it. Um, worst case, they say no. Just make sure you have like your 2019 tax return or your 2020 tax return. The Schedule C from that because you'll have to upload that. And then the site will literally walk you through step by step. Um, and then this company, Wompley, they'll they'll actually help you get that process um, with a lender and um, answer any questions that you have about that. But that's out there for like, you know, for people like us, the business owners um, who who made money, you know, and, and, and who were was in business, you know, prior to COVID happening. If you just started the joint like COVID hit and you're just like, yo, like I'm a, now I'm gonna get official then you don't qualify but um but yeah that's a resource that's out there and it's pretty dope because you can use that to to reinvest back into your business continue to grow your production business continue to um uh you know just put put more money into what you're trying to grow um and even into your pockets to you know continue making money as a producer since everybody got hit by this joint it affected people differently and um yeah yeah so that's there that's one of the advantages to doing business like legit business as a producer structuring your stuff up um to operate like a real business not just you know this under the table stuff like take care of your business set it up pay the fees that you have to pay to get an attorney or an accountant to make sure things are structured right um so you can take advantage when programs like this um, are available um, the government like they um, they incentivize people who do business in the US um, especially um, so if you have a business you know there's things in place there's there's tax codes there's tax advantages in place to be able to help us um, you just have to you just have to take advantage of them and make sure everything is set up um, so yeah, I just wanted to tell y'all about that because I don't know. Some I think since we were talking about business accounts, it just reminded me of that. Thank you for listening to the Music Is My Business podcast. If you haven't already subscribed, be sure to do so now so you can know every time I drop a new episode. If you found the information helpful, please be sure to rate and review the podcast so we can get this dope info out to more music entrepreneurs like you. I would greatly appreciate it. Also, if you want to learn more about how to get your music placed in TV and film, visit ClintProductions.com today to download my free six-step guide to TV placements. These are the steps I took to land my first 10 TV placements in a little over a year. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you on the next one.